Welcome back to another week of the Ambi Podcast. It's your boy, Young Tamarack, and I'm on the move like a verb. And I'm here with some good people because my people are never not good. Let them know what it is there. Yo, what up? It's your man, Stair, a.k.a. Papa Stair, a.k.a. That nigga way, way in the back over there on the side. That guy over there. Yeah, him over there, a.k.a. The Idea Man. Y'all, what's up? What's up? I'm ready to go. Let's lock in. Let's get it. And as always, like I said, we have some good people here because my people are never not good. Um, I actually let these people introduce themselves because they came in with the greatest energy and I want to give them that opportunity. So, Oh, wow. That's... Uh, it's National <laughs> Women's Day, so ladies first. Yeah, ladies first. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm Mong Lin, uh, partner to the Photoshop King Lady here, hey. um, and we are the collective known as the Lilac District, kind of taking over DC's graphic design industry and beyond. I mean, she kind of said it all, but um, Lemmy, um, people from high school know me as Lemmy. Um, what? So it's Lemmy? It's been Lemmy. Lemmy is very incorrect. It's oh my time. God. Yeah. You should be very awkward right now. <laughs> I have known you saved. since. I know. Not because I've been saying it in such confidence with since like no problem. Like, like, no. Like, no, Lemmy. No. Oh, okay. That's Damn. Definitely Lemmy. Yeah, no. It's, it, yeah. It's crazy, you know. Yeah. Gaining confidence out post high school is, is crazy. I mean, it wasn't that deep, but yeah. Let me continue <laughs> myself. Um, most a lot of people know me as Lay, uh, art director, A and R in the making. Um, one half of the Lilac District, as she mentioned, and uh, I hate to use this term, but overall creative. Mm. No, that's ill. It is Talk so shit, Ill. dog. That's cool. <laughs> Wait, why do you not like the term creative? Um, it's like it's kind of oversaturated. Yeah, it, it's. Oh, okay. You know how people always say "pick your brain," but they're really not trying to pick your or brain. Like yeah, vibe curator. What does that really mean? Yeah, oh. I just assume you <laughs> curated vibes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think people want the titles without the accolades. Like they've already. Um, Oh, you so know, everyone wants to be an influencer type thing. It's, yeah. Okay. Exactly. It's the new influencer because everyone hates the word influencer, so they found creatives. And it's like, they're, I hate to sound pretentious, but that ultimately ends up diminishing the value of a creative. Mm. But. Mm. Wow. Damn. We, we just started. We're yeah. not even a And we pied. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> was, yeah, no okay. that was, that was, that was okay. actually phenomenal. Thank okay. you so much for that, Lemmy. But, um. Oh, and on the side, shout to, you know, Squash, you came through, Silent Assassin, you know. But she's not really going to be on the pod. She's, she's actually absurd. afraid to be on the podcast. She, so yeah. it's okay, guys. Don't worry. But low-key, Don, she's, she's coming for your job. Damn. Oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we hired Don as our intern. He doesn't get paid anything. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man. But, Lamy, it's been a minute since I just did it. I literally just after you just explained it. <laughs> you can call me late for short. Nah, we're going to get this right. All right, cool. Let me. Let me, like, let me get, you know. Let me get some. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, so let me. It's been a minute since you know we've seen you and, and we've like linked up. I just want to know how's how's everything been with you. I know there's been a lot of moving and shaking on your end. So, um, everything's been good, man. I mean, life is in a really good position. Like, I was jokingly saying I'm broke, but lately I, I've been ref- refraining from saying that. Like, I thought you just said you've been less broke. Like, you can't make some money. That'd be cool too. No, no, it's not. Even, but I used to say I'm broke all the time. But yeah. like, the reality is, I'm not broke. I mean, I'm not by any means well. But you're just I'm, being responsible with your money. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Okay. We're we're moving towards a better lifestyle, and we have a lifestyle that is very coveted. So I need to stop calling myself broke because that's mm, not the reality. We call this adulthood. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Making yeah. responsible decisions with the money. What they didn't teach you. Because you were just spending it on Pokemon cards and candy. Yeah. Yes. Save. And I mean, I like I we I personally just got to that point like yesterday. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, I can't say it's been like a whole like maybe yeah. really it's been like a year, but you know, a lot of that I have to say is because of my partner. I mean, I've definitely felt like I've been evolving over especially these past two years. I've been in like super saiyan mode and that's 100 percent because and you held the form for two years uh, I gotta, <laughs> that's impressive yeah thanks man thanks <laughs> but um, you said partner um you guys mind sharing about the engagement yes yeah, fiance now yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you gotta come correct bro. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um that's a, there's a whole do you want the long version or the short version because it gets shit gets real <laughs> Okay, here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> no, because because I do want I definitely want to hear the story. Um, but I guess we'll continue with uh, <laughs> with Alistair. How have you been recently? Oh, oh, my bad. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. It's perfectly fine. We'll we'll just we'll circle back around it. That's one of the things we're big on is circle circling back around. Right. But um, we'll circle. Have I been? I've been good. I'm not gonna lie. I have been training for Penn, as I said last pod. I did my time. Oh, trial. Yeah, yeah. How did your How did your time trial go? <sighs> That's what I'm gonna say. And like when you when you retire from track, your body kind of like slowly shuts down. So it's like to the normal person. Dark. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that. Damn, that's sad. I mean, it's like a car. Like you run your car top speed, top speed, and then slowly that top speed isn't as fast as it used to be. Mm-hmm. You ever notice stuff like that? Uh-huh. So I'm run- I'm running. I did a time trial of 400. When I'm at my peak, I ran at like 45 seconds. Uh-huh. One lap around the track, 45 seconds. Me. Three, four, five years from retirement. I just said 45 seconds. Yeah. I know, that's what I'm saying. Uh, 45 seconds is, is like <laughs> for me to get a quarter of the track down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just ran it in 57 by myself. So that's like just kind of amping myself up, having the phone in my pocket. Be like, all right, how are we going to time yourself? All right, there's a countdown. All right, we're going to hit go, and we're just going to take off running. And I beat the, the countdown. It was 59 seconds. So I didn't have time to pull my phone out and look at it and be like, oh, okay. Congrats, oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm excited. When I'm in the atmosphere, I feel like I'll run faster. I think I'm at it right now. I'm shooting at like a 54, 53. But uh, as long as I'm competitive, that's all I really care about. So, yeah. yeah that's what's up. That's what's yeah. up, man. Proud of you, guy. Yeah, Keep up yeah, the good that's, work. That's fine. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, no, my my week wasn't uh anything like that. My no. weeks be regular, man. They be real boring. Uh, I was supposed to go to New York, though, for the Ghana Independence Celebration. Nice. But um, I didn't go. Um, yeah, safe, no, you know, it's okay safe here. Yeah, I, yeah, I um, go saved to a little bit of my money, and just area. the whole you know COVID nineteen thing as well. It's just kind of like <laughs> oh, it finally hit you. I mean, it just was along with a, a few other factors hmm. that was just kind of like ah, uh, like we had to like if we were gonna book the table, we had to like pay like through Cash App, and then I was just like ah, right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was just like, like you saw your face turned yeah. up as soon as you saw that. As soon as I saw that, I was Scammers just like, us. Mm, <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. So that along with you know the whole. I guess infectious disease thing as well. It was just like, man, any signs? Yeah, it just wasn't adding okay. up. So I was like, yeah, okay. I'm gonna just, I'm a cooler here. Okay. Um, but I uh, your parents, I had a dream. It's like, <laughs> nah, that's different. <laughs> They're lying about the dream. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, other than that, man, I, I had a pretty chill weekend. I uh, went to a uh, barcode for the first time, and it's just nothing but like mad, mad in there, just like rolling barcode? up gas. In 2020. 
I yeah, I just I, like we were like making moves and we went. I, I'm not like the super <laughs> nightlife, uh, I guess, connoisseur. Hey, but like, I ended up like your weekend. <laughs> Damn. Is this but no, nah, it was. I didn't. I literally didn't buy nothing while I was there. I just was in there sitting, and it was just like, yeah, just people in there just sparking big gas. And I was like, damn. So this is literally barcode. Okay. Yeah, DC's different now. Yeah, I was like, I, I could, I could hang out here maybe <laughs> without spending any money. But um, yeah, that was that was pretty much it, man. Chill weekend. Um, looking forward to this podcast episode, of course. Um, but Alistair, can you hook us up with the with the top five for this week? Top five, top five, top Most five. Most definitely this week. Uh, we're gonna do top five Nike SB dunks, the classic Nike shoe. Oh, you said dunks? I mean, we can just do SBs if you want. <sighs> can we? Because I have some that are not that aren't like, yeah, dunks on my list. No, nah, I'm definitely going all dunked out. Yeah. I mean, I feel it. You can start actually if you if you like. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna have the most like. Not, but see, here's the thing: the crazy thing about the SB is like, so I have a list of shoes that I frequent like. All right, these are my grail. I'm gonna come back to them now that I make a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. These are the shoes I wanted in high school, but I was a broke boy in high school, mm-hmm. which I didn't understand how anyone was getting shoes because <laughs> that shit was beyond me. Like none of us had jobs, and the few that did have jobs were blowing and tricking it off doing dumb shit. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I never could understand how niggas had shoes back in the days. But but that's besides the point. Um, so yeah, I have this list of shoes, and up until like maybe two and a half years ago. I was like, all right, this is the year for me to get the SBs because the SBs weren't hyped. They were falling out of fashion. Mm-hmm. And because I remember the, I did a hunt, like a, I stood out in line for the highest um, Tiffany SBs. And that was kind of like around the time where the um, the hype was starting to turn a shift. And like, you know, even Jays are falling out of fashion a certain, to a certain point. But I don't think so. Not like... You can get J's though. Yeah, it's not. Okay, it's, okay. Yeah. That's okay. what I'm but saying. But I think you can get any shoe now yeah, at this point. It, though. Yeah. No. So here's where I'm about to go back to. So there's SBs that I was literally looking at their, like, look, stocking StockX and eBay mm-hmm. and seeing them. All right, they're coming back down to 175, oh, 200, okay. Okay. like okay. even 150. Even shoes that other people don't know about are hovering around 120. If you go for those same exact shoes right now, they're three and 350. Because of the hype between, you know, it just became pop culture again to wear Nike SBs. And that hurts my soul. Like, because I've been trying to hunt down these shoes for so long and I just finally got my paper right. I'm like, all right, now I'm finally going to get these shoes. And there's a 300% markup. It was like fucking crazy on certain shoes. But um, all that nerdism out the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, my top five SBs, well, we'll do together right because you, you mentioned some yeah i don't know if i have it in chronological order they don't have to be in chronological order it's um fine. we don't want to be too restrictive here at the amb podcast she she definitely was tiffany lowe's um a beautiful silhouette of course never will probably obtain those in my life because they're worth way too much money i mm-hmm. do have the tiffany highs but the tiffany lows are never they cost several thousands of dollars but um hey never say never man I just don't know if I'm going to spend thousand dollars. <laughs> I think that time of your life has passed. Yeah. Like, you know. um, and then she liked the uncles, right? Yeah. And three bears. Three bears. Three bears are a good one. Um, my favorite SB of all time is probably uh, the Gibsons. I love the Gibsons. And Fire shoe. Like the, the story behind it, the fact that it's a, a guitar case based off of, um, I forget the guitarist, but 
it the shoe was modeled off of his guitar case with the pink fuzz from the, inside. From the inside and the brown is from the leather casing. And the fuzz then, make your foot sweat though. Oh yeah. Hey from man. Ugg wearer, yeah. yeah look. <laughs> nah. It it paints. It's not a summer shoe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it paints to be beautiful, man. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> um and the last I know it's a top five, but don't be mad at me. The last two I have to go with is a tie between the Pee Wee Hermans and the Ferris Bueller Day Off. Like Ferris Bueller, they're just fire to me because they literally took the the fit that he was wearing in that movie and turned it into, into a, a shoe, shoe. Yeah. which is super ill. And the Pee Wee Hermans, like it's the details, like the fact that it's predominantly gray with white laces and like yeah and it's a suede and it's mimicking his um suit that he wears Wee herman suit but on the inside on the insole there's a roll of um seats and Pee Wee herman they have a silhouette of Pee Wee herman sitting down in the movie theater because he was caught masturbating in a movie theater <laughs> and like i remember hearing that yeah and he got arrested uh, for it so that's just like a little treat for you on the inside a little treat that's just for you and it's just like when a like masturbation. Yeah, he got caught for public masturbation. Nice. But like, you know, to me, it's like when you're designing anything, when you put different things that are meant for the consumer, like, you know, that shoe, that detail is not meant for the audience. It's not meant for someone to be like, oh, shit, that's what you got. It was like, this is a detail meant for the person who really wants this the shoe, shoe yeah. to be able to appreciate about that shoe. So that's that's what I got for the top five SBs. Before I do my top five, I want to say uh, that you're the, that was the most descriptive top five that anybody's <laughs> ever done. Uh, most people, even including myself, just say whatever it is and don't go into any detail about it. So I appreciate you so much for doing that. Thank you. Uh, as for my list, um, kind of like what uh, Lay was saying, it's shoes that I that I that I like a lot or that I had at one point or wanted to get at one point. Uh, so like the the Send Help SBs, um, uh, I had those in high school and I, I like I love them to death. I used to wear them like way too much and uh, yeah, I fucked them up. Um, and then the the Brutes, um, I like those a lot. I, for all green shoe, I think they're like super fire. Um, and I had those in high school too. So it just you know they were just dope shoes that I that I had in high school. And then um, of course the um, what the damn um, oh the Nike SB. Uh, trainers actually, um, Supreme trainers actually. I had those in high school too. Um, didn't really understand that I had a pair of Supreme shoes at that point in time though. Um, like literally years later, and I went online to look up the price of the shoe. I was like, damn, I definitely sold them for way less than like they were worth. So, so, so you are the niggas I was referring to earlier. Like, you had the heat, but you no, no, you no but you were the heat. I came up on the heat in like like the oddest way. So I worked at Riderwood. So. There was a, a lot of guys who worked at Riderwood, were in my age range, were always either trying to get shoes off or sell shoes off or whatever to get bread to do the next thing. Uh-huh. So people would literally like one of my friends would be selling like he sent me, he sent he sent me uh he sell he sailed me that sailed. the scent helps <laughs> for like maybe like hundred and ten bucks. You know what I mean? Like oh, it wasn't and I worked like I said I worked at Riderwood, so like that wasn't like my whole check gone. Yeah. And like I bought like the brutes for like ninety bucks. I didn't I didn't pay oh, a lot of money for up. the shoes. You know what I mean? So. Um, and the same thing with the with the Supreme Jones. I spent like maybe like a hundred, hundred twenty bucks on them. Yeah, I mean, it was so, like that back in the day. Yeah, but I mean the shoe hype wasn't wasn't super right. OD. It's like people that. who knew. What yeah, they, yeah, you're right. So it, I mean, yeah. Looking back, I mean, I kind of didn't sell them for what they were worth either. But 
I mean, I had them. Um, but to continue, damn, I lost my list. Wait, yeah, wait, wait. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I definitely lost the list. Um, <laughs> I'll jump in. Yeah. It's okay, guy. No, I'll find it again. I, I feel and bad I'll, for I'll the shoe loss because I was hearing it in your voice. It changed you, when you were realizing when Shit, Lay I came on. I was like, yeah, you kind of loafed on that. You was like, <laughs> no, I did. I did. But I mean, you know, when you're trying to get some bread as a kid, I mean, you're not really thinking Bruh, about I sold you. I sold one of my, on my list. I don't even know what they were. Like, they were SBs and they were like a pumpkin patch, kind of charcoal, gray. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sold them to you. I think I bought them for like 40 bucks or like 50 bucks. <laughs> Y'all, y'all, I was just like, yo, here man. you go, Bryce. I need to come up real quick. All right. Um, another one for me, I would say the MF Dooms. Mm-hmm. I would have to say uh, the Miss Piggies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a shoe that's like, if I ever had it, I think I could freak it, but I never had it. Um, the Heinekens, never going to touch those, but you know, I would love to have a pair. And my last one, I would say uh, the Freddy Kruegers. Like that's just a new one, like a, a newer design that I saw uh, recently. When we said this was gonna be our top five, but just seeing it, I was like, oh. Another thing that I might have to go cop, because like you said, when you're growing up, and I don't know how anyone had sneakers. <laughs> I didn't have sneakers growing up. My mom was like, yo, you can have these and these and these, and I was like, okay. I'm a, I'm this is just what I'm gonna wear. Right. So I mean, I, there was also the Facebook like shoe days too, though, where people were like kind of swapping and buying and trading shoes on Facebook too. But so. that wasn't until like we're in college when we actually started to get money to waste. Yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't and part even, of that in high school. Nah, what I was a part of. So, yeah. So when I did start making a little bit of bread, like my nigga at the time was on ISS, which is um, Soul Collectors uh, Forum. I'm playing in school suspension. Yeah, I was right. Uh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Nah, and he like he he you know he was swerving the pack so like he would come up like he would hit me and be like look at what they're selling on here for dirt cheap and he would be my inside scoop and like i would try to get shoes then but it'd be like one out of like the year that i would actually be able to cop because i was you know broke so i couldn't really do nothing but you know yeah there, there were a few places and avenues that you could definitely find shoes but again, yeah, I don't know how niggas was getting like skunks and shit like that. Like, how the fuck? Niggas were coming to a Blake with the De La Souls. Bro. I, I know a few people that came. Yeah. To, like, I had the dick. So I got conned for rest in peace. The person who got me, he you know, passed while we were in high school. So I do feel bad. But he uh, got me for these De La Lowe's. And I, bro, I, again, I had no money. This is my freshman <laughs> year in high school. And everyone was like, yeah, you got to get fly because you're a bum. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Fine. Let me let me try and save up my money. So I saved up all my lunch money because my dad was just like, like cutting me off some lunch money. So I saved all of it up. Damn. So you wasn't eating lunch, Bruh, Nah. I mean, I you didn't really need to in high school for the for the kids. Oh, no, you could pay yourself off the the dollar pizza at the end of the day. Dollar at Blake oh, or the Gatorades or the um, you, you live in Blake life. I was in Paint Branch, bro. Yeah, <laughs> on yeah, the football team. Yeah. Yeah. I had to go, <laughs> had to go ask niggas like, "Oh, can I have some of your fries? Can I have some of your pop tart?" Like that's how I was living. To oh try to get these man! Shoes. And then I finally copped them, and they was fake. <laughs> I, and the thing, you know, what was so grimy about this shit, right? Like. All his mans and everyone around me was hopping me up like, oh, get these joints. Yeah, you should get them off cuz, get them off cuz, right? And then as soon as I copped him, bro, like he was just like, one of his mans was like, damn, there's no label on that joint. Can't tell if it's real. (laughs) I was like, oh, (laughs) word. 
And like, bruh, I almost wanted to fight this nigga at that time, but then I was like, all right, let me chalk this up to the game. But then when I finally did get some- That was a real mature move. Nah, I was like a little bitch back then. It was not- (laughs) I wouldn't even say it was a mature move. He was, they were upper classmen. I was just a freshman. I was kind of trying to figure shit out. Sounds like a smart move uh, either way, man. (laughs) Um, But then, yeah, like once I got real money, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna get these De La Lowe's and I got the real pair. I still have them, but they're too small for me. But so, isn't fun. that very tragic when you yeah. outgrow a shoe? A dog. Because you don't want to get rid of it because it's a, it's a nice shoe. It's a great shoe. The facts. First sight. Damn, wait. What size What size were you in high school? Uh, I was a nine. Like, freshman year, I was nine, nine and a half. Now I'm like 10, 10 and a half. Okay. Yeah, that's that's excellent. I try to give them to my nephew, and my nephew's like, "What? Are, what, what are these? <laughs> wow. I was like, "Oh my god, you don't even know what I went through to get these." But yeah, he was like, "Bro, I want these like white, bright yellow shoes and holographic. Like they look like." And he had a point. Like they do look like little kid shoes. But if you freaking close, like he doesn't, he doesn't know. He's not there yet. He's not there yet. So, hey, but shout out to him. Yeah, at least you tried. Yeah. Can't say you didn't try. I do what I can. But um. Earlier, you guys uh, said that you, you know, uh, are partners in um, your, what was it, the Lilac Agency? Lilac District. Lilac yeah, District. Which is an agency, okay. yeah. Uh, the Lilac District. Um, so, could you tell us a little bit more about exactly what, what that is? Uh, I mean, sure. Do you want me? Or? You got it. Well, I mean, it's a kind of a, everything's kind of long-winded, but it's a, <laughs> That's what we're here for, actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's a podcast, man. Right, you're right. Um, it is a long-winded answer where it's like, in essence, it what we want it to become down the line, well, we would love for it to transform into a nonprofit where we give um, kids from like high school and like beginning of college um, real agency experiences. So we would take on clients that, again, it's nonprofit, but real big time clients that we would have acquired and we bring in uh, like kids who are who have aspirations to be creatives to work on a real life project of branding that's going to enter the real world and give them real life experience Experience, because like I didn't go to college and she went to college for something completely different like and we're both in this and we're both children of foreign parents who are like you're not making what'd you go to school for making art uh marketing Ah, (laughs) very vague yes 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 okay i feel the struggle i feel your struggle you want to be an artist growing up what where how are you going to make money so that's a tough question to answer though either way it's gonna be like well i'm gonna i'm gonna do art then yeah no there'll be some money my family to this day is like no okay you you just don't go into an office Mm. you just sit at home on your laptop and that's you're paying the bills i don't believe you (laughs) lay's paying it it's fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's kind of crazy yeah but that's like what we wanted to end up being but as of right now it's us we we recognize that we've been working as a duo for so long Mm -hmm. But we didn't put a name to it or a face to it. And the, once we realized, like, people are buying into working with us more than it is our product. Like, people love the experience of, like, getting a product through us. That it was important for us to put a name and face to it. So it is an agency where we put, like, when you contact us to get work done, you're going through our agency. Plus, it makes it a little professional. and Not a little, but a lot more professional. And as a result... We've been getting the gigs that we want. And a lot of, again, I can't stress this enough. A lot of that's off of the back of hers. Like, because, you know, I love her to death. If it, <laughs> if she wasn't holding it down, trust me, it would 
it would not have be what it is right now because a lot of what I like to do is just like work, keep my head down and like just not talk to people, not talk to people, <laughs> like not really just really just do the shit. I'm, I, I'm not a big person of like broadcasting. Like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm not a big like you you don't y'all know me like i could talk to you like me and you are gonna kick and have a great conversation for sure but i'm not about politicking if it's disingenuous yeah but um you know her being as strong as she is and being like everyone loves her so much and just magnetic specimen as a result she's been very much about branding it and putting it out there almost as if it is a product like our agency is a product but yeah, uh, did I? Uh, okay, so what we offer <laughs> is graphic <laughs> oh, design. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, pretty well, graphic design would be the top service that um, people inquire for. But essentially, everything that covers brand development from local businesses mm-hmm. to branding festivals, um, we kind of do everything under the sun um, that encompasses the visual experience. So that will be from your save the date flyer, your ticket design, um, uh, the web design, photography. So anything that your consumer needs to visually ingest is what we want to create. Um, so we strayed from doing uh, one-off flyers or just mm-hmm. kind of one thing and have now grown into branding the experience. So what the Lilac District presents is how to translate the idea that you have for your event or experience into mm-hmm. um, tangible goods. Mm-hmm. Product as well. Yeah. Um, anything that you think needs visual representation, we're here to tell the story for you. Um, yeah, see what I mean by like, if it wasn't for her, like, cause I didn't even tell you what we uh, did. That was, yeah. that was like uh, a yeah, teamwork yeah, alley. Yeah, yeah. That was beautiful. <laughs> well, yeah, that, <laughs> that definitely was a good example of, yeah. of the teamwork that you guys, you guys definitely have. So I guess, how did you guys find yourself transitioning into into that space of like i guess creating like an experience with like deliverables for people basically um trying to get that bag (laughs) (laughs) so you guys realized there was like a i guess a a need for those type of services i guess directly within this area i feel like with the graphic design just to pay you a compliment like because i definitely had you hook up my man in new york Mm -hmm. uh with the league ready logo and like to this day he's still rocking it to this day he's still still branded with it and it's like you, your work really I didn't stands know that out. was him yeah <laughs> that's nice yeah because when I first uh, I was at school and he was like yeah I got this idea I want to throw a logo on it I was like who do I know it's a graphic designer <laughs> oh lay so like to go to come full circle and have you on my podcast now it's beautiful it's an honor man I was yeah. glad to have you here I I feel honored to be here because I know like you said it's two years to make this happen and there were plenty of times where yeah, like, man, we, we were trying. <laughs> no, but as soon as we started applying, I said, "I gotta have Leon. I gotta." But, have here's but the you thing. made the smarter move and contacted me. Yeah, I was like, I was like, Lay, Lay. <laughs> all right, all right, it's cool, it's cool. We got it. Bryce, I'm sorry, we can't get late this week. But he said he wants to come on. So, you know, but here's the thing. Like, no, like there was a point in time where I was ready to come on. I was like, but bro, I have a bigger story to tell you. If you just give me the time. time. Yeah. Ah, okay. So okay, I was okay, like, okay, all right. Okay. Because okay. we were just working on a lot of cool things that, you know, I'm sure we'll get into. But yeah, I was just like, I can't break it right now. Like, mm. NDA is attached. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I can't talk about these things. But give me some time. I'll be able to talk about these things. Yeah. Well, something that I, I've uh, actually attended myself and, you know, something that you created, I, I, I would assume, uh, is Everything Nice. 
right? Uh, so how did you, I guess, get that idea to, to start that? Because, I mean, everything you guys do behind that is is really dope in terms of, like you said, uh, like the, the flyers you guys put out for it on Instagram. Very dope. Uh, like the recaps that you guys have for it. So uh, where, where did that come from? First of all, I can't take the full credit for everything. Nice. Okay. Like, We're a team of four. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, everything nice existed before we got involved, but in a different capacity. Mm. Um, the the at the core of it, it's always been about the music. Mm. Um, there is an underserved market for us foreign kids, specifically the, the Silver Spring area. Mm. Um, has a huge demographic for uh, the Afro Caribbean culture. And unless you're like 35 in a velvet tux and going to all the high-end clubs in yeah. DuPont, you're not going to get soca and Afro beats mm-hmm. in, in the U Street experience. Yeah. So essentially, um, the founder, DJ K Meta, mm-hmm. is um, just trying to give us that more relaxed feel where you can come enjoy your culture and pay homage to it without, you know, the the flair of the without club. it being mad stuffy yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah house yeah. party vibe yeah yeah um yeah like to even to well you were saying how did that come up come well up, yeah i guess how, how did how did it how did it start because like you said it's it wasn't necessarily your idea something you got involved so, with oh he hit us up and was like what's up y'all trying to work nah that's not that's not how it doesn't sound like a bad start <laughs> yeah nah it was so she was part of another collective that mm-hmm. did uh events nightlife events and they were trying to expand but you know they for whatever reason there were shortcomings on why they they couldn't expand mm-hmm. and she had hit the role where like i'm done with that like i don't want to do this anymore this is bullshit it's sexist and it's not even worth the pay is not even worth it at the end of the day um but then our our dj cometa is like a, a good friend of hers and at the time I was, I was just cool with him but to me he's the best dj i've ever heard like i would hear him i was like bro this guy is fucking nasty but like he wouldn't get that type of praise and i could like i was like bro i'm hearing what's going on but other but nobody people, else are yeah there. and yeah, then yeah. i was looking i was he was randomly coming over her, like it was his birthday and she had done a photo shoot and he, he was talking about like, yeah, I really want I've been doing this party, but I haven't been able to get it off the ground. Like, I really want to get like it popping. And I was like, let me think about this. She said she wanted to be out this nightlife industry, but here I am about to inject myself into it. Mm-hmm. She's probably going to hate me a little bit, but hear me out. Like, let's do this because I've started to recognize because a lot of my background is working with recording artists. And I was starting to recognize that at the end of the day, what translates is um, ticket sales at the end of the day. Metrics. Yes. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're doing, regardless if it's recording artists or events, people need to see that tickets are being sold. Mm-hmm. So I said, if I can go and start building a relationship with all the different venues in D.C. and showcase that, hey, I do great events that garner great attention and sales, then I can also have a breakthrough with the recording artists that I work with. So I was like, all right, I'm going to attach myself to everything nice and do all the branding ideas that aren't conventional to nightlife. But I think that if we, her and I, tag team to do these things and make it uh, off, I don't know, off brand or off kilter, like a different experience to what nightlife is, if we yeah. approach this differently. Like not putting random Instagram models on the flyers? Yeah. <laughs> those are my favorite, actually. Yeah. I really enjoy the those. The girls who won't be at the, the party. Yeah. yeah. I was like, these Burgos is going to be there. Yeah. Oh, what? I might slide through. Yeah, it was, it was more so about thinking about how, like, because, you know, I also 
I worked for an, a creative agency on nine to five. And I was like, well, let me apply these um these tactics of how to brand something and let's just brand this party. So I convinced her somehow to join back into nightlife and we were going to just pump all of our energy into this party because if we can showcase that we a part of this brand got this brand bubbling mm-hmm. and we also have built these reports with these um, venues then that would attract bigger businesses and as a result i think it was like broccoli city festival yeah we don't get broccoli city unless because they come and hit us i wanted online. to ask that question so bad they love she's we dropping bomb. Y'all, i hope that y'all was paying nice. attention amongst wow. all our other projects i mean like nike nasa all these big names they were like everything nice those are the graphics we want for broccoli we were like that's that's what you're noticing holy shit wow yeah and it's crazy like even at my nine to five like our ceo will hit up my uh our graphics and be like Yo, you see what Leigh and Carol's doing for Everything Nice? We need to incorporate that over here. So, like, Everything Nice has become the biggest portfolio for us. Damn. And it, like... Because y'all be getting it off of, like, each each flyer and the theme and, like, the concept behind it. Because you see the little things. When you had, like, a cereal one. Yeah. When it was, like, cereal a Captain Crunch. I said, oh. That's, that's, <laughs> we turned oh, all the DJs. Exactly. I said, that's really creative. This is the only client I will say, um, well, team that we're part of that allows us full creativity. There's so much trust that it naturally fosters an environment for us to be able to flex these creative muscles. Because a lot of clients come in asking for something that they kind of a general idea. So Mm -hmm. they'll kind of just guide me towards what they want. But with everything nice, we get to sit down, brainstorm and say, okay, let's just try some fucking bubble gum. What do you think about that? And then... Boom! It becomes a whole campaign. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Well, so actually, damn. I feel like I'm about to take a step back, but <laughs> okay. So you guys both like have uh, amazing graphic design skills, but are you guys self-taught or yeah. did you guys like? I accidentally got into graphic design. I was I I never wanted to be a graphic designer. Really? I started off in videography as a second shooter mm-hmm. and then um, going into nightlife photography and uh, the collective I was with just didn't have the budget or bandwidth to hire another person. So they were like, you're on flyers now. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what do, what do you mean I'm on flyers Damn. now? <laughs> so, yeah, that evolved into um kind of a, that's where it started where i was like okay no more sexy girls on the flyers let's yeah. let's draw some shit let's um try some funky colors um and then of course with him in my corner like i have his support in a lot of youtube university um it's the second episode folks yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it evolved so. into learning how to i i just learned photoshop last year <laughs> Yeah, that that's wow. that's to show you in the seven year span that I've been in the nightlife industry. Yeah, Damn. <laughs> it was accidental for me. <laughs> wow. How about you, Lay? Because you he's Photoshop uh, king, apparently. Uh, yeah, yeah, I gotta hear never, the the he's ground never roots. Had a real job, like as in, like you know how we were all servers or like Tommy from Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> or work in the service industry, hospitality yeah. to earn your stripes. Mm-hmm. Um, you you know you gotta be treated like shit and to know how to. Uh, have a real job he literally out of high school went straight into graphic design well i also did work for riderwood but not as a server i did like some, i designed some <laughs> menus and stuff like that so like yeah i designed for your job like what's your problem? 
Did you just like walk in with like a portfolio and was like, hey guys? Nah, I, I my made. cousin was the bartender over there and he was like, yo, so we need to spice up this bar. So I'm making design these menus and I'm just telling management to pay for it. And so that's mm. my entry in there. So we're just rotating out menus and designing them out. And he was a, he was a DJ. So I was doing like club flyers in high school and shit like that. And he's sneaking me into like fur and shit, which is crazy because I look like a prepubescent child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah. getting in. He's baby awesome. face like, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, honestly, the the reason why I got into graphic design, like being straight foreign parents, I couldn't leave the house. Like my mom would be like, yo, you're fat. You need to leave the house and, and work. Like, no, mom. But then, I'd be like, <laughs> but then I'd be like, all right, let me go outside. She's like, no, you can't leave the house. So I was just like, <laughs> I can't do shit. So, um... Yeah, I would just stay on the computer all day and um, started with Pokemon. Yeah, I was on this forum, um, just a Pokemon forum, and I wanted to learn how to recreate the Pokemon game, like sprites, because other people were doing it on there. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, I would see it. I, I would see this, and then I was just learning on the forum how people were doing it. So I started creating my own sprites, and I was doing it on like paint at first, and then um, there's this free program called GIMP that I was using because Photoshop was boku bucks and i just told you i couldn't even afford shoes <laughs> yeah so then eventually my cousin hooked me up with a hack version of photoshop and um yeah i was learning how to create pokemon games and then my brother went off to college and his line brother um was going to school for like new media but was interning for mercedes-benz as a graphic designer and he was like he showed my brother showed him some of my work and then he was like yo he, this guy's mad talented and this is the first time i ever i didn't even know graphic design was like a thing a thing yeah. He was telling me, yeah, like I'm about to make $70,000 a year off of after graduating college for just doing graphic design. I was like, my nigga, this is what I'm about to do. <laughs> like, bet. And you're telling me my shit's good and yeah. I'm like a freshman? Like, f- bet. And then thankfully, my art teachers who completely supported me were like, they made a fake class for me essentially. Wow. I was, like, I was in ceramics. Like good Montgomery County money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's lovely. I was in the ceramics class and then I was asked, but my teacher was like, Yo, I know you're smart because I listen to you talk every day and you, like, but you're awful at this. I don't understand <laughs> why, what's going on. I know you're creative. So what, or she said, you're artistic. So what is your avenue? I was like, well, actually I do this like graphic design. So she, she was like, wait, what? Why aren't you in that class? I was like, I looked up, there was no class for it. And she was like, there's definitely a digital arts class. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And then she like talked to the other art teacher. They, I was technically in ceramics, but she but was sending she me to over to there. there. And then she was like, well, you're too advanced for anything we're going to teach you here. So just stay here and do the assignments and like, but hone your skills. As long as you're honing your skills while you're in this classroom, do whatever you think is interesting. Damn. And like, yeah, those, like those art teachers became like my high school moms. Cause they would just constantly like push me creatively. Like, um, Ms. Harris was like having me, she has a couple clubs in Baltimore, so she would do, like, give me some club flyers here and there to do. And she's like, well, I'm not going to, like, you're not going to get paid off this because you're, <laughs> you're my student. But, like, you know, here's a couple of different things to get your work off. And, like, that was really the, oh, the thing that caused me to. And then I started interning for our studio my senior year. And then my um, cousin was working at a retail store in Montgomery Mall, and they were looking to hire a graphic designer. So then, um, it's okay. Like, you know, <laughs> shit happens. But, um, yeah, so they were hiring a graphic designer, and they hired me while I was in high school initially. And then after I graduated, I just started working for them, like, pseudo full-time. So. Damn. So when did you meet your lovely fiance? Um, 
we met one time, but we never talk about that one time <laughs> that we met. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> but we met in AP art class senior year, my senior year in high school, her junior year of high school. Yeah, so um, I had a really close relationship with Miss Harris, that same mm-hmm. um, art instructor that he had. And similarly, I was, I, I've always painted, um, but I never really was supported at home to mm-hmm. dabble in art. Because why art? You know? <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah. Can you paint on that? <laughs> um, yeah, so I would come to school and she eventually became my my safe space, my sanctuary, because in the midst of my parents' divorce, like, I mean, she was taking me to school, giving me rides. Like, oh, damn. I was eating, I had Can no, teachers do that? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I had no friends because I, like, I just came in the middle of the school year. I was super new and so lonely. So I was Wait, where'd you come from? Uh, Florida. Oh, yeah. Wow. It, yeah, not even like a, yeah. Yeah, I, was, I, okay. I thought she was going to say like PG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible place to, to be having sex. <laughs> Florida man headlines yeah. are real. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so we were eating lunch together and eventually like uh, he comes into, we're both enrolled in the APR class, of, you know, advanced placement. And I'm like, who is this guy that everyone's gravitating towards? This cool senior. He's like, just the shit. Everyone's like, <laughs> all around him, surrounding him at the table. And I'm just looking at my art teacher. And she's like, he's nice. He's really talented. I'm like, I'm sure she he was is. over there hating. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was big. It was, was like, a table full of girls too. And I was the only guy there. Uh, yeah. I was like, you're not even cute. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so uh, fast forward. Like, yeah, it's my junior year. And I get a job interview coming up at Applebee's of course because you got to earn your stripes and um, I went smack I was like hey can you help me um, with my handshake let me know if it's firm Mm, and (laughs) I respect that I respect that yeah I was like yeah I basically need to um, gauge if this is going to be good for my job interview and he was like are you serious? I was going to say take notes ladies but I I don't know anymore I laughed (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh okay I see what's happening I wish you were smart enough to recognize that. I probably would have just been like, oh, I'll handshake to me. Yeah, looks good to Have me, a good one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. My my arrogance was probably through the roof and stuff. Like, my senior year, I was, confidence was like full stride. Like, I already knew what I wanted to do in life. And it was just like, nigga, fuck school. Like, I, I, I didn't do schoolwork. So, by this time, I'm like, I show up to the exams. I get an A on every exam. Then, fuck school. Like, yeah, so he came to him. I yeah. was like, ew. Yeah. How'd you convince your parents not to go to college? Oh, you didn't. I did not. My mom still tells me to go back to school. <laughs> yeah, I went to school. My dad tells me to go back to school. Yeah, too, so to I mean, what I'm doing now to, to do to do more school. Yeah, so, <laughs> more school. Um, more degrees. Um, no, I mean, there, so this is a tricky answer. To this I enrolled to um, college my first like MC. Mm-hmm. So I got. I, I I got like pseudo accepted into um Micah, so they accepted my portfolio. Okay, but they were like, and was, Micah was the school of my dream, but they're like, get your GPA up, cause yeah, I was over on here at some fuck school type shit, right? Um, so they accepted my portfolio, which was the biggest thing, and I was gonna go to MC, do a semester, and transfer, cause they were, they already gave me a plan to do that. Yeah, Micah was looking at like at the time it was forty thousand dollars a year. Damn. So, yeah, it's third best art school in this. The school. But that doesn't even make sense. Like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> why? That's my whole thing. But like, I was dead set on going. But like, I didn't really even finish my full semester at MC. After a while, I was just like, 
fuck this shit. Um, but I was working at the time. I don't think most people know I didn't finish my full semester. But um, yeah, like I was pretending to take classes for like the uh, next couple of years. I would like pretend, I, but I would just go to work and mm. I would tell my parents I was going to school. And then eventually I was like, mom, I'm not going to school. <laughs> like, I'm doing this graphic design thing. Everyone is going to school to get the job that I want right now. She was not trying to hear all that. Of course not. Yeah. And it wasn't That'd until- be tough. They wouldn't accept that. Yeah. And I would just like, by the time though, I was, co- I think I was convincing because she had transferred down to VCU, which is another great art school that I really was like, okay, if not Micah, then VCU. I was in Miami straight out of high school. And then I transferred to VCU because he was like, yeah, I'm going to go to VCU. And I was like, we can be high school sweethearts and college sweethearts <laughs> and just love each other forever. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving 80 degree weather, going to the beach yeah, on the weekends yeah, for you yeah, yeah. in Richmond, Virginia. Guess what? He didn't show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm here and um, I don't, I don't, I I don't see you. I got my This is my door. My classes. Damn. He's like, yeah, I don't. I'm not transferring. And mm. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is fine. Yeah. People, people are hitting us That's up the all the time. Like, how you. do you guys like? You guys look so in love. That this shit like Ooh. that. That <laughs> them Making times are dark. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like. It, I don't even know what happens in between the communication <laughs> moving like to get there. Like maybe the day before he decided, he was just like, ah. I have been pursuing this man for years since oh, wow. 2012. <laughs> um, 11. Actually. It was 11. Yeah, we officially started dating in 2012. But um, yeah, I, like, so at the time I was still tricking myself, like, I'm going to go to school. I would attend like these portfolio things to reevaluate my portfolio and, you know, BCU was interested too, so mm-hmm. I, it wasn't like I wasn't going there, but like I couldn't convince myself to just go to MC to get my grades up, and like, and I was it wasn't like it was hard. When I went to MC, I was almost like a four student, but like I just it was the bane. I couldn't fathom going to school to do the things that I was doing right now, and. You I know, hope our future children never hear this. <laughs> this is all bad. Oh. Um, <laughs> Well, there's things you have to go to school to do. Like, if you're going to cut people open for a living, you got to go to school. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. If you're going to be, I don't know, a lawyer, you got to go to school. You can't be like a street lawyer. That doesn't really yeah. exist. So, well, three things well, make sense. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, to, like to, walk, to walk into a courtroom like, you know and, like, you know, actually you practice right. law. But, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, then it depends. The real Rick Ross, he, he got his, all his charges dropped because, uh, or got exonerated because of he taught himself um law in prison and then just got all his shit went to court did did his thing but um yeah to to how did, I, how did i convince my parents i think i was lying to myself and saying i would continuously go to school until like i got my first like big man job that was my salary was more than what my mom ever ever made yeah and then she looked at me like Okay, you kind of know what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Fine. yeah. Fine. <laughs> I started paying bills in the house, and then all of a sudden, those questions uh, started. Oh changing. yeah, as long as okay, the, okay. yeah, as long yeah, as the money's coming like, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody's still upset about that. <laughs> but um, oh, to to kind of to continue, you pretty much said like the Broccoli City Fest was like the like one of the like biggest things that you guys like have been working on. Like, what's that whole experience been like? And um, how do you guys feel like the 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 event's gonna go? Actually, uh, it's. It's pretty much been the same process as our other even smaller clients, mm-hmm. um, in quotation. 
um, which which I think is was important to stay grounded and not get a big head about just the name behind it. Because mm-hmm. the whole my philosophy as um, an artist has always been the importance of being part of the foundation. That's why I lean more towards small businesses or mm-hmm. um, up and start up and coming brands because. I don't want to be just another number in a big agency's like, uh, you know, roster for designers that they work with. There's a different appeal. And like you were saying, like your friend's logo that he still wears to this day, that that's something that we hear and we're like, holy shit, you yeah, really like yeah. my work that I hated from way back when <laughs> <laughs> in comparison to my quality of my shit now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the broccoli thing we, we were, I mean, it's a larger scale. And there's so many different revisions. So there's different, um, we, we have a main flyer mm-hmm. and then all the things you see when you're buying the ticket, all the digital ads, all the print ads, these are things that we have to ensure that is on brand with our vision. Um, and they gave us a lot of creative freedom. So that was like the best aspect of it. Um, but uh, I think that I'm, I'm so nervous for the event. I'm gonna be like projectile vomiting the whole time. Cause <laughs> wow. it's like, I've never seen my art on this large scale. In comparison to this guy who's designed a, a stage that President Obama has spoken in front of. So Humble flex. It, it's, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. a different thing. The scale of what I do versus what he does yeah. working through a creative agency. Yeah. So for me, I'm just like, oh, this shit is amazing. <laughs> like, look this. And he's like, whatever. So you guys literally care. design like every piece of everything, though. That, that... Yes. Wow. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, That's through dope. one computer in our apartment, uh-huh. not like some big setup. Like we have a single MacBook that has barely any memory <laughs> and is running off of a hard drive so much so that I can't move from my desk. From your spot. Like, yeah, you got to be right there. Yeah. How do you juggle? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I understand. How do you juggle uh, the nine to five and your business? Um... I've done a horrible job of it for a long time. Okay. I still do. <laughs> I was like, are we being honest? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not that great, but I think what has helped is when we took time to secure our relationship, it has helped alleviate so many different things. Cause like she, the nine to five really is majority of her. I mean, not the nine to five, um, the, the um, side work. I don't even want to call side work. Just the entrepreneur work on this that we do in a tandem is mostly her like she's dealing with talking to clients mm-hmm. she's getting to work and like it allows me to come in and just focus on actually doing the work mm-hmm. so she's doing a lot of the hustle because she her her life is freelancing and lilac so it that's what allows me to do the balancing and it becomes tricky because like I'm also involved with a couple of different other entities like whether it be through rich girls or AIM society like I have to split that amongst a lot of different entities. And so having her just being the anchor point for Lilac and a lot of the bigger, like, we jokingly say nobody knows who I am. A lot of times people don't realize that, like, my involvement at all, they see her as the face. And I love that shit because, like, I don't want, the only people I want to know me are people who know. Like, if you know to know, then you can know me. But if anyone else... I'm just a random nigga that you don't even think twice about. And I've kind of, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate that she gives me the space to do that. Um, Cause like broccoli hits her up. Like they we don't... were doing projects before broccoli. So I was doing their work for um, the Ann pizza bar that just the broccoli bar that just re- recently opened up. 
I've um, been. We designed a whole festival beforehand, Food and Grooves, that didn't fall through this year. But wow, we, that's you? Yeah. I was going to go to Food and Grooves. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow, that's crazy. So, little did I know that was like um, a trial run to see if we could handle um, broccoli. Oh, and wow. then eventually he spoke and he was like, hey, do you know those rich girls guys and those everything nice people? And I was like, surprise, that's us too. Like, <laughs> in our living room, um, planning our next marketing plot. So Shells was yeah, it was, <laughs> it, 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 it's all like a kind of like a revealing phase when people have um, a bigger task list for me. I'm like, OK, well, double the price because this guy's coming on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys spoke on knowing. So Lamy, I direct this to you. How did you know that you wanted to propose? That's fire. Oh, this man, this man, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, shit. How did I know? Because I was gonna leave. No, no, no. Don't go put that on there. No, um, no. I mean, to be honest, like I had a point. I was gonna propose the year before, but um. um i just i just hit a stride where like you know my confidence is on a dip like you know when you start to really have confidence it's really based off of like oh i get bitches now like i get bitches and i know what i'm doing that's really the Mm. crux of your confidence i felt like i started my confidence started evolving in the sense of like i wasn't seeking outside attention i was very much more secure by how much our relationship was growing and creatively i was at a point where i've never been like i felt like i was hitting everything that i wanted to hit and all the accolades like I, we were like oh we're gonna get broccoli and then we get broccoli you know what i mean like oh we're gonna do so everything else and start happening like and we hated working with each other initially. It caused more friction than it did gel. But then we got to a point where, like, we don't even work on anything ind- like, independently at all. Like, she has to get on it or I have to get on In fact, if we don't do it that way, we end up fighting because, like, some shit just goes left yeah. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So um, that started feeling good. And then how she was, like, holding my family down, like, I'm a... I'm somewhat of a baby of the child. And so a lot of people congregate through me. A lot of people, like our house is the meeting ground. So a lot of things don't get done if I'm not involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started to realize, like, I was taking a step back from my family because I had to recognize that I have a new family. I'm focused on this family. Yeah. And as a result, she was stepping up more and she became the point of contact. She was heavily involved in, like, Christmas and Thanksgiving's coming. And, like, family members that I never really spoke to were confiding in her because they just they found her to be a pillar of trust and when i started recognizing like oh you make my life complete like oh no no brainer you're like my best friend you're the person i love you influence me you motivate me like plus i think you're amazing to look at like so why (laughs) why am i not this act was the easier call like it was the easiest thought process that i could ever do and it's the thing you know, of all the things that I've accomplished in my life, this relationship is the thing that I've worked the hardest for. And it's the thing that's bared the most fruit. And it's the thing that's, you know, grounded me the most. I think, like, I, the man that I am now is firmly based off of the growth that I've had within our relationship. 
So that's God damn. We need some. God damn. Like, God damn. God damn. God damn. God damn. God damn. I wish we had like a button just to hit. Be like, jeez. Like, applause. Like, yeah. something like, did you prepare that before you came? Did you know we gonna ask you that bro, question? Was ready. She I, said, "You ready? Not embarrassed." Honestly, like, bro, like, so my 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 homie put me onto this um his philosophy is his, he calls it the totem pole theory right the thing that you put at the top is going to view how you look at everything else so the thing you prioritize number one in your life will view the lens of everything else so there's a point in time i was i prioritized my work before everything else then it became family and then it was god um and as a result my happiness was determined by how much i was accomplishing and if things weren't going the way I wanted to, and I was micromanaging the fuck out of everything in my life work-wise, because everything was a reflection of me. Like, my confidence was tied in how successful people deemed my work. Mm. And I was not happy. And our relationship was suffering at that time. And I recognized that, like, once he told me that, it's like, oh, shit, the reason why I'm not happy is because my happiness lives and dies by what other people think of my work, not even of myself. And I can't, I can't control that. I can only put the work out there. And it wasn't until I made it active, like, and going to church helped this, but, you know, going to church alongside her helped me refocus. And like, the thing I'm striving for constantly is to put God first. I'm not there yet, but that's where I want to be. And what ultimately started happening is I put my family before that. Because at the end of the day, if all this shit, like, you know, we're about to see a real-time recession with this whole coronavirus thing and... I may not have a job. That's a reality because designers are going to go first. Uh, but at the end of the day, I will feel content because of my family and my new family is her, her and her dog, Alfred. Like that's my immediate, immediate family now. Like my other family is still my family. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. at the end of the day, she's about to be my wife. So if she's not fucking with it, then I can't fuck with it. I have to convince her to fuck with it. But if she ultimately like, no, I don't fuck with it, then we got to figure out like, okay, so what is this? And I think once I started like shifting my faith and understanding that work cannot take precedent or is the right word? Well, it can't take priority over my relationship. It's what allowed me to start viewing like, okay, this is my foundation. If this foundation's good. And luckily that as a result of doing that work, this foundation got so much better and life just became so much more easier. Mm. Damn. That was so, um, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. I didn't want to use the word beautiful, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. Damn. Well, um, no, yo, Alistair, you told me you had something that this shit's been on my mind. Oh, would I have to, would I have to congratulate you and thank oh, you for? Boy, All right. God, so here, here's the thing. That. No, no, because you bring it up reminds me also. Um, I have to give you 110% of props for teaching me how to beat my feet. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know. I don't know why I thought Yo. this was the most sentimental. Nah, that's sentimental to me. Because like, I, I pride myself on my ability because I've gone to New York to be like, what that go-go shit? I'd be like, all right, play some go-go and I'll beat my feet on spot. <laughs> when I came home, I'm still beating my feet. So I do have to give yeah. you 100% props. Bro, that's probably yeah, there, top 10. There are a lot of videos floating on the internet of like beating Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So, for sure. I've seen a couple. Yeah. Top in middle school. I said, ah. Yeah. Top 10 accolades I'm going to take right now. <laughs> that is fire. That was, that's I know what it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I will take that all any day, bro. Thank you, thank Gogo's you. fire. Gogo's as the official music in DC now. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Well, there's like a document out there that says yeah. That? yeah. White yeah. people tell it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't look at the news. So. Why not? Yeah. That's why you're seeing the baby 
Yeah, nah, I was like the first thing I seen on, on Twitter when I got on it today. I was like, oh, damn, this thing is wilding out. But um, damn, I didn't know that they did that. Shout out to DC. Did yeah. they ever fix the um, Howard University and the white people with their dogs that's situation? What, that's what caused this go-go to be called the official. Um, so that the, situation. In tandem with everything. Else. Yeah, with all the white people wilding. They were just like, all right, this official black thing, we're going <laughs> to keep it official. Like. We know we try to bring out white people in here, but y'all can't be wilding like this. Not publicly. Like, while secretly, but not, like, publicly. Just secretly. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all okay with secret wilding out. Because, I mean, I feel like they're probably wilding out in secret anyways. So. Or would you rather have it be up front? Um, I mean, it's nice to have it up front. Actually, no, I prefer secret. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> the thing is, when you have it up front, what ends up happening is that people get motivated and inspired by the lack of reaction to, like, oh, I could slap the shit out of a black person and I'm a white person and no one's going to do That's probably not a real thing. But, like, you know, hey, there's somebody hey. out there who probably thinks that way. So, yeah, yeah. but like, um, someone does it and then someone else sees that nothing is done. As a result of that, the other person's gonna be like, "Oh, we can just slap black people around." Like, I mean, it's also it's also the N word. You can yeah. make it as simple as that. Like, once someone's comfortable, you grew up with says the N word, so he says it with his white friend, and then the white friend's like, "Oh yeah," and he lets it slip. Now that's a whole situation. Facts, facts, and now someone's saying you're black car because yeah. Chad couldn't get it right. Yeah, <laughs> you let Chad take one Fucking little Chad, one little inch, and you over here <laughs> throwing bodies. So, no, nah, I, I get you. But to something that I did um, witness this past weekend or the weekend previous. Um, so I, I work for a creative agency as a nine to five and we do this a uh, big um, conference. Conference. Uh, I'm not, I'm be Specifically hesitant. a political conference, but we won't disclose. Yeah, I'm not going to get too yeah. big into it. But as a result. You designed um, it for Trump? No, I mean, I've designed... No, no, no. But that's a fair question. I think something that I've designed, he spoke in front of before. So, um, I don't know, man. Should have drawn a micro penis on it. <laughs> but, I mean, look, it is... What I did notice, though, like, I was thinking about this specifically in the shower today, was, like, Trump is a racist. He's a bigot. However, supporting Trump does not make you a racist and a bigot. It just means you support a racist and a bigot. And there's a difference between the two. Sure. Because I went to this conference and these people weren't racist. These people weren't, well, maybe some of them are biggest, but their focus was specifically on, um, shit, I can't relate. To, uh, well, fuck it. Their party. Their, it's not party. Their, their focus is on being pro-Israeli, right? Mm-hmm. So 100% they're bipartisan. Aligning does- with their beliefs. So if there was someone, even if they were racist and bigot, saying, this is what I'm going to do to support that belief and what you want to bring into office and what you want to happen, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that for you. Regardless yeah. of who the media portrays me as, this is my vow to you, they're automatically going to be like, all right, fuck everything else, you got it. Yeah, you're giving us what we need or right. what we want, yeah. Which is, in a sense, that's how we should be politicking. And I looked at that room, and I'm talking about, there's millions of dollars in this room, right? And Trump's been the first president to openly stand for Israel as much as he has than any president in history. And everyone else could echo the fact that he's racist and all these other stuff, but all these people who have millions of dollars Mm -hmm. to, to put towards whatever policies that they wanted, recognize that this president was in favor for what we aligned with mentally. Don't give a fuck about, because the reality is we should only really focus on three 
three principles that we want to see in office. Because if we're going to think about all the shit that we can, like, I want to focus on something for Iowa, blah, 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 blah. The reality is them niggas not worried about me. I'm not worried about them. So right. let me focus on what's going to affect me and my people. And just to be able to be in a room where a whole bunch of Trump supporters, but realizing it had nothing to do with racism or big, is understanding that they had values that he has openly aligned with. And as a result, it made me open my eyes tremendously. Like, I can imagine. I want, I wish there were more um, black lobby groups, black lobbyists that would affect, um, like, change, real change in a real way. Like, if you really want to see um, prison reform, then start putting money, like, as much money as we put into music conferences and listening to these panels to mm-hmm. become rappers and how to fund your own music video, mm-hmm. doing all this to educate people on who they're voting for. Because a lot of people are literally on Twitter like, Bernie Sanders, cool, fuck it, let's do it. Like, not even really on Joe Rogan's podcast into what <laughs> this person uh, aligns with. So the, the last... Uh, opportunity we got to vote this honestly is the first time i've ever done it because i was one of those people yeah um we sat down and had the ballot sheet and then had um all their online profiles and broke down all right we want um specifically in our county uh more efficient metro we want school importance of school funding and mm-hmm. then um another thing i forgot but then we looked at whatever candidates regardless of democratic republican whatever party um, where their stance was, and that's how we categorized it. Instead of kind of just going in blindly off the strength of what Twitter says, all this is is like marketing. What we do is marketing. We're trying to make this candidate look good. Mm-hmm. If he has most fire visuals, someone might vote for him off of that. Yeah, Bloomberg so. was killing it on the ad front. <laughs> he was. He was. Yeah, he freaking fuck Jerry as his um, campaign. He was going in. Yeah. So all these things are are kind of tricky, and I guess it's because we're older now, and these things kind of impact our everyday they lives. Definitely matter. And our children's futures. Mm-hmm. So. It's a. It was definitely an eye opener. Yeah, are you talking about like the the like the local elections that like passed? I think that was mm-hmm. what, late last year. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea exactly. what the hell was going on. I I'm was like, like, what? What? And we literally were like, okay, day before voting, let's go, <laughs> let's figure this shit out. <laughs> I was gonna do that, and I got too lazy, and then I got there, I was like, fuck, I don't know any of these people's <laughs> right. names. This information shit. isn't accessible to you, or they don't make it by easy. design. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's there. But it's not as easily as presented, right? Yeah, and yeah, like I, 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 I work with rich people. I see exactly what they're doing to make sure that people aren't in alignment. Like that shit is really real. Like, and it, the like conference- af- after the conference, like they they tell you everything. Um, they they present to you. They let you know, hey, this doesn't reflect our values. Mm-hmm. We're just present bringing the people to you. And um, kind of allowing them to speak their point of view, and afterward, there's an actual call to action. So, oh yeah, well they they after every year that they do this conference, they get buses, they load up all the buses, and they tell them go meet with your representatives at the house and at Senate, and go into their offices and tell them the changes that you want. Yeah, can you imagine the impact of? Like us, people of color, black people, yeah. like all the minorities actually were to say, here is after three days of me educating myself, this is a candidate that I feel aligns with my beliefs and I'm going to speak directly to you because these senators are on Twitter seeing our opinion. 
They're not going to sit here and read our tweets. They're not going to... Until it's time to campaign. Right. Uh, But if if you're in person, like, where where have you ever... I don't even remember my college giving me the opportunity to do that. No. No. Or even, like, you know, like, yeah, one is, is about your voting, but lobby... People don't really understand how the lobby system works in America. The people who are writing the laws are lobbyists. Mm-hmm. They're creating the law. They're yeah. writing the law so that they give to the senator and be like, get your people to proofread this. Take out what you need to take out. But this is the law that we want. Like, your senators here's aren't coming up with it. the law. Yeah. 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 And and the money that they're putting up is more so like, here's my money so that this law can happen. Like, it's big, boring people. Yeah. And I just don't. Maybe, you know, people need to educate me. As I'm looking, I don't see that many pro-black lobbyist groups that exist in a real way like there's a reason why the nra is the shit that they are people want their guns and all the people that want their guns are going to put money up money to up make to sure they have their guns so if we want prison reform everyone put up there are people who are dying their will is a million dollars or all of that's left to them to this lobbying group damn damn I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I mean, I don't know what type of barriers there are to be like to become a lobbyist or to start like a lobbyist group. It's just money. Um, but yeah, I mean, even if it's <laughs> yeah, just money, yeah, I mean, you, you have to like know. literally get like the right people together to have the funds. Because I mean, who knows how much money you really got to throw at somebody to actually get them to like do something? You know Facts, what I mean? But you're talking about being in a room with millionaires. I mean, those are billionaires. That's billionaires. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I don't know. At least I don't know that many millionaires that I can gather in a That's room real. to, you know, to, to make that happen. And it, and it starts small. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it could start on a local level. And here, I'm being super altruistic because, like, if you ask me what am I doing to do this shit, not really much. So, at the end For of the day, sure. I, can, I can identify my, hypocr- my hypocrisy. But, um, the yeah, it's just the reality is that we do need to, if we really expect change in this world, then we really need to put money behind it and put a lot of sacrifice I don't think I understood what lobbying was until I, un, he put into perspective the milk campaign, got milk mm-hmm. for all of our childhood. It was the benefits of vitamin D, drinking Fights tablet, osteoporosis. Wh- yeah. Whatever the hell that is. <laughs> like, exactly. Which is basically milk. Uh, it, it's okay. The the concept of drinking another animal's milk, right? Uh, I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. It didn't I sound mean, too crazy at first, right? honestly. Right. Those people like, as like, like you said, as you get older, you're just kind of like. <laughs> Why was there a campaign for got milk? Why are the commercials to just drink milk yeah and in reality it was that that milk industry putting money so that the farmers couldn't make money so this this ecosystem could thrive off of just parents who aren't reading health magazines on a daily basis they turn on tv for a children's programming and say buy some milk for my child cool let's do it so it's it's really a matter of if you want everything's a product placement as well too yeah yeah Yeah. everything's a product placement. 100 percent like um one of my boys had worked for a lobbyist group that de- worked with the Department of Agriculture, but also worked with, like, I forget what company, but essentially, yeah, there was, like, a big push for orange juice because Florida markets were hitting a dip. I remember So that. what ends up happening is <laughs> there's, a lot, of orange there's a lot of marketing that's pumped into because Different there's flavors. a lot of money that's put into the, the farming system of America. And so, therefore, they start putting in all these um, facts about how vitamin C and vitamin D and all these things that you get from your orange, uh, vitamin D is not from oranges, but vitamin C is a big thing from mm-hmm. oranges. So they start pumping in the money to put this marketing into And we as consumers health. just have this blind faith whenever it comes to health. 
um, you know, that big pharma shit. Like generic brand medications are the same thing, same ingredients as the brand names. And essentially what you have to see it as, it's the brand name. Yeah. What Fashion Nova has are the same same people that supply for Rainbow. Mm-hmm. So it's it's essentially just understanding what the source Fashion is. Fashion Nova would be cheap as fuck. Bruh. But everybody wear it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's because you can spot Cardi B in it, but like, so that's like, you know what I'm saying? The, it's the, all about the marketing that, that and the branding. branding of it. Damn, I did not know the whole Fashion over Rainbow thing. Yeah. Wow. Rainbow I'm looking at a lot game. of people different. <laughs> that Fashion Nova tag is just $10, $20 more on what you can find at Grossini, Rainbow, like all the stores Why that everyone looks down, down Rainbow upon. Why are we talking about Rainbow and Grossini then? <laughs> <laughs> you got to Rainbow. Because they don't have celebrity endorsements. I mean, right? if she look all right. Why not? And also, shit still the models look on the Fashion Nova website are well, completely unrealistic yeah, and different yeah. from what you see on Rainbow. Rainbow well, they is They get like all the IG models to do it too. So it's right. Like, and no one looks like that. No. That's no, a lot of Photoshop. But that's... A lot of surgical work. Too. Yeah. And that's the, the sex appeal that has been sold. The standard of beauty is new now. Kim Kardashian is like the Marilyn Monroe. Yo, did y'all see Kylie? And she yeah. looks like Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. That shit is wild <laughs> as oh, you did. Wait, yeah. she looks like Beyonce. Yes. I just saw the picture like we when she was like, young, and then like <laughs> the picture. <laughs> right now. I didn't see this either. It was girl. scary. I, I right. stayed the fuck away from socials. I'll be honest with you. What? Okay. All right. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, uh. Damn. <laughs> Sister act just finished too. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but um. So before we uh, we wrap up, is there anything that you guys want to want to leave uh, the people with? Uh, you want to give them your social media information? Thelilacdistrict.com. I just finished designing, so go see how cool that website is. <laughs> What'd you design the website on? Wix. Okay. I cool. would say um, I've done Word, Word, WordPress, mm-hmm. Squarespace, but Wix, um, because I essentially build it out as a template so that my clients can actually learn and not have to depend on me because mm-hmm. i don't want you coming back to me yeah has been the easiest platform most educational this is not sponsored by wix yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. listen supply my mans with the bag <laughs> yeah. please actually Just, go favor great platform yeah the lilac district.com um anything that shit there we would have to do this again like there's there's so much more that yeah there's actually a lot of stuff that i even like realized that um that we didn't even get to to cover or get into but um yeah like i said we'll do yeah we'll we'll do damn yeah damn (laughs) shit okay yeah you know we'll do it again we'll do it again we'll do it again um yeah but anything you you want to you want to leave them with maybe just the socials for right now or you don't want them to follow you because they don't really know you anyway so yeah, fuck them exactly okay yeah no yeah I, I i was here with you on that um well i was there in that case is, is there anything you want to you want to leave the people with uh this week's stairs to greatness appreciate life because it's a gift I'm be real short and sweet today because i gotta roll out to dinner okay yeah i was just having a spaghetti dinner spaghetti yeah. dinner with mom this mom's I'm probably gonna go get a chick- yeah. chicken sandwich from Popeyes. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but, um, but you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Doctor Underscore Do Work. Make sure you follow our podcast page, A and B Period Podcast. A and B Period Podcast. We put out the content weekly. We got funny pictures that you'll see. I'll dig in the archives for a guest picture. So, from high know, school, you from guys high school. see baby face like. Yeah, exactly. I, and I, I'll find it. We all for answers. But I uh, much appreciated to everybody who's tuned in, locked in, following us as we grow every day. We're only allowed to grow because you're supporting. So thank you.
Much love. Co-host? I was great house there. Um, yeah, man, I don't really have anything significant to say as usual, uh, but you can follow me on social media, Y-O-U-N-G-T-A-M-A-R-A-C-K, Young Tamarack. Um, and yeah, man, just keep picking your spots and hitting your shots. It's, it's really, really pivotal out there. Um, again, man, you don't always got to take three-pointers. You know, always settle for a layup, all right? Nothing wrong with that. Um, I want to say thank you again to our guests for for being here today. Um, uh, Lay actually had to save a cat from a fire, is um, <laughs> is what we heard. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just he's he's a man of many talents. Um, but thank you all for listening. Oh, actually, no, no. Last thing. Um, is there maybe a song or anything that you want to hear played at the end of the episode? 4 a.m. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess I got to throw Nouvelle 4 a.m. on there. Okay. At the end of the episode, you'll hear 4 a.m. by Nouvelle. And this is the AMB Podcast. Thank you for listening. We out. Peace.
Feeling, thinking what I'm thinking. Show me signs of love. 